wine is so complicated that I may know more than some people, but boy, nobody knows everything. And one of the things that I think, I mean, I work with a group of master sommeliers and masters of wine, and they have the highest possible credentials in this business, and none of them thinks he or she is the end-all and be-all when it comes to wine. You're absolutely right. It's these amateurs who use a little bit of knowledge as a social weapon to somehow think that they're better than other people. And actually what they are is they're just less pleasant than other people. <laughs> well, I will tell you, check out throughthebunghole.com. Look at the <laughs> list of wines that you tasted in your last class. Oh, yeah. Gosh, that's a worldwide education of what wine is all about because there are great wines on there and there are way lesser known wines that are excellent. Yeah, absolutely right. And some of the least expensive wines you can buy are still really fun. In fact, you know, one of my favorite questions is I always ask a master sommelier when I meet him, I said, so if you were to make a recommendation, what do you think people should drink? To date, I have never asked that question where the answer wasn't, they ought to drink what they like. Yes. Don't take my word for what tastes good. You taste it. You drink it. If it tastes good to you, keep drinking it. If it doesn't taste good to you, find something else to drink. Please don't let other people tell you what it is you're supposed to be drinking. One of the interesting things that I discovered once actually from a master sommelier was that there are all these little rituals about wine. They present the cork. I love the people who smell the cork because yes. they're not, smelling the or cork they count, does nothing they from count you. The, I'm sorry, Paul. They count the rings, the growth rings on the cork as if that matters you're you're kidding there nope. <laughs> well i never heard of that one but okay so let's dispense with that a, a moment the only thing you probably <laughs> need to look at the cork to to find out is is it wet <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So many of these traditions come from an age when things were different. The real reason people give you the cork was that originally, back a century ago, all the wines from the great regions of the wine world were shipped in barrel and they were bottled locally. And the Chateau, for example, only sent enough corks to bottle the right wine. Ooh. So if somebody tried to fake the label, they could fake the label and they could stick it in the bottle, but they couldn't put the right name on the cork. That was a harder thing for them to counterfeit. So the real reason people give you the cork originally was to make sure that the cork had the same name as the chateau and that somebody hadn't just soaked the label off and stuck it on something else. It doesn't happen much anymore, certainly not at wines you're buying at a restaurant for $20, $30, $50 a bottle. So it's a completely useless ritual. It's just still part of our ritual. And then the only thing is you don't actually have to taste the wine. All you have to do is smell it. I discovered yeah. that I've had in a long career of having some great wines at a three-star restaurant in Europe, I had one bottle of corked wine. And I yep. will tell you that I could smell it from three feet away. <laughs> oh, yeah. In fact, I was at a party the other night, and I was sure that the person in front of me actually was wearing a jacket that had that problem until oh, I smelled her glass and realized that I could smell her glass from about four feet away. Oh. There is one reason you should taste the wine, Paul. Oh, all right. And you're absolutely right. We taste four or five things. We taste sweet, salty, bitter. We taste this umami, sour. But really, our sense of taste is pretty limited. Our sense of smell is spectacular. We can smell thousands of things. So you really are just smelling the wine. The one reason you taste it is to find out if it's the right temperature. I didn't know that. See, I just yeah, learned something. 
<laughs> Restaurants have a tendency. It's not so much with white wines. They serve wines, white wines a little cold. That's fine. They'll warm up in the glass. That's not an issue. But red wines, people have been told that they should serve their wines at room temperature. And of course, room temperature in today's houses is 70 degrees. When that rule was written, people lived in elegant manor homes <laughs> in England. They were made of stone. And if you got above about 58, 60 degrees, you were doing well. So red wines actually should be served a little colder than room temperature. And that's one reason to taste it is just to say, you know, this is great, but it's a little bit warm. Well, see, I learned something. 